I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. Dustin Ross, how are you, my brother? Ma'am. I'm doing wonderful as as best as I can be uh, displaced. You know what I'm saying? And then told me I can't come home. Ebony, what where, is, what where, is that? You know, I can, I can say a lot of things about that statement. Uh, you can't come home, Dustin. <laughs> but I don't want to get a sidetracked in the beginning of the show. Um, where Not in this the world early. are you? Right. I'm going to wait till uh, after a couple uh, commercial breaks. Where are you in the country right now? <laughs> Dustin? I'm actually in Atlanta. Um, I had to come down here for a, a little bit of business. Um, and so um, Atlanta's great. Atlanta is open. So I've been walking Wide with my mask on and, 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 and giving everybody the coldest shoulder available to let them know to stay away from me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in the ATL with it. You in the ATL, a? shorty. Mm-hmm. Um, ATL, shorty. Um, let me yes. ask you, are people masking in the collective in Atlanta? Do you no, see most people not wearing at masks? all? No. Okay. No, you see people wearing masks when they have to. So, like most of the restaurants here, as you, I'm sure you know, you know yeah. how it is. You have to wear the mask when you get up from the table and walk to the bathroom. But other than that, these clubs are packed, these bars are packed, these restaurants are packed. Everybody is outside, and and life is is going on. It's it's kind of crazy to see. What they do, right? Um, what they Yeah, doing? that's how it looks. You know. Meanwhile, in New York, we all scared to even look at each other. But but here everybody hugging and yeah yeah yeah. well you know the south and I'm a proud daughter of the south the south is always Mm -hmm. gonna gonna do shit a little different Um, you know the south going south the south is going south baby (laughs) well I am actually having a very different experience than you my dear I'm over here on the west coast I am in Los Angeles Um, and Mm -hmm. you know it's no secret Dustin I I don't love LA Uh, I lived here for Mm -hmm. almost five years. And I don't miss it. I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a few things from LA I miss. I miss my line sisters um, because I did become yes. a student member about like about Alpha Sorority Incorporated in Pasadena. Okay. Shout out to the Ada Lindo Omega chapter. Fall 2012. What you know? Um, and then, <laughs> Talk your shit, E. <laughs> I can't um, And then I miss Mexican food. No, and I'm very yeah. serious Ooh. about this. That Dustin, Mexican food in Los Angeles, baby. It hit different, don't it? Don't it hit different? What? Yes, there's nothing like it in the, in in the United States. Period. That's the okay. best. Okay, let me tell you a whole confession. Let me shame myself and give you the the true tea. So you know we were supposed <laughs> okay. to record this episode a little later in the day, right? We were, we were. And then I looked at that menu at El Compadre. I said, "Let listen, me move this we, shit up." Listen, things have to be handled, okay? Because you're going <laughs> to get that food. I don't blame you at all. Okay? If I don't go I don't get these damn all. verde enchiladas. And this oh, motherfucking man. flaming margarita with reposado oh, tequila. My God. Oh, it's it's going to be a problem. So that was really the precedent for my activities today. So okay. therefore, <laughs> I had to, to move this this uh, recording of holding court up a little earlier in our daytime schedule. Okay. I get it. I get it. And let's accommodate that because guess who else finna go get something to eat after we finish? So listen, um, it's Super Bowl week. And, you know, in the culture, there's still a lot of controversy, right? Are we even watching mm-hmm. NFL football? Because last I checked, Cap still has no job, but that's a whole nother conversation. 
Still. Uh, still. Yeah. So here's my question to you, Dustin Ross. Are you watching NFL football? Are you intending to watch this Super Bowl? And who you got on this Super Bowl win? Are you a Chiefs person? Or are you going uh, with uh, Father Time, <laughs> Tom Brady, uh, and, and his situation with the Tampa Bay Bucks? To, to be honest with you, I'm completely impartial. I hear you. I love football. I mean, I'm an unapologetic mm-hmm. sports fan. I love it. I want to shout out this wonderful black sister who's working mm-hmm. with the Washington team. I think I just heard about this. Shout out to uh, Jennifer King. Jennifer King is mm-hmm. becoming the first black female assistant coach in the NFL. Uh, so I love those kind of events. It, though, I'm going to tell you my top secret. And by top secret, I mean everybody's little rule that we, we in, in, in my circle use to decide <laughs> who we're going to root for in these type of sports situations. Okay. Okay. I so can't wait. You to already hear. know what it is. You already know what it is. So I let me let me backtrack. So I posted when Tom Brady beat um the NFC in the excuse me, yeah, in the NFC championship game when Tom yes. Brady was victorious. I did post a cute little IG story about him, like say what you want. I've always mm-hmm. hated Tom Brady. I have always mm-hmm. hated hated the evil empire known as mm-hmm. the New England Patriots. Yeah. But damn, you I cannot in good conscience and integrity go against this man at this point. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. man's level of consistent excellence in the game of football is iconic. Yeah. It's iconic. I can't say yeah. shit about it, but, but put my hands together and clap for this man because this is a That's next true. level shit. Okay. We ain't never been no haters. So you're absolutely yeah, can't be right. no haters. give that yeah. credit where it's due. Yeah. Gotta keep it a buck. So I posted that and for some reason, Dustin, people took that to, to mean I was like a Tom Brady fan. Okay, no, no, oh no, 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 no. He's giving credit where credit's due. I don't fuck with Brady like that. Okay. Right. Right. Let's be clear. clear. To be clear. So when it comes to this playoff game, I'm going with my boy Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is an old school rule. You always root for the black quarterback. That's what my mom told me. Hello, if the team got a black quarterback, that's the choice. That's the choice. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so we know this, Dustin. We're going to get all the way into the NFL later in the show. This Seahawks, former now Seahawks player Chad Wheeler and and Mm. his egregious overt violent acts and and really the conversation is about him and and what he did to this this sister and causing her harm and great foul but it's the nfl too they they're really Mm -hmm. the the person that i got a bone to pick the entity rather and we're going to get into that later in the show but first we got our dockets okay so first up on the docket uh I believe this is overall a positive ruling, although it does have a downside, in the murder of George Floyd. Now, we all know okay. uh, in just a little bit now, this case is coming up soon, Dustin, beginning on March 8th. You know, that's not even two months away. We will start the trial of Derek Chauvin, the uh, officer that we all watched globally, mm-hmm. kneel on Brother Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds to his death. Wow. He killed this man on, on camera. And his in murder trial sight. in plain sight in broad daylight. Uh, yep. His murder trial is going to start March 8th. Now, we know that Attorney General, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, decided, mm-hmm. uh, rather, did make a, a motion to request that Derek Chauvin be tried separately from the other three officers involved in this killing. That request was honored by the judge. So that's why we're going to see Derek Chauvin in a trial by himself. They're going to start on March 8th. We're going to have jury selection, all that jazz. And then by March 29th, Dustin, we'll probably start to hear some testimony and opening statements. So that's how that's going to go. 
Now, this most recent thing that's on our docket for today, the judge also ruled this. Prior incidences between George Floyd and the cops will not be used in trial. Now, on its face, this is wonderful. This is saying that any arrest or prior interactions that George Floyd had with law enforcement is inadmissible, as well as should be, right? Because who gives a damn, right? Who gives a damn if he had some random arrest here or there? What the hell does that have to do with the fact that he was killed by a cop? Correct, correct. Um, And so just so we're clear, Dustin, as to how a judge makes that type of ruling, it's here's some legalese. It's it's a level of the probative value of such mm-hmm. evidence balanced against the prejudicial impact, the present prejudicial effect. So we know if we admit into evidence and we tell jurors about George Floyd was arrested here, 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 and here, and here, that might prejudice the jurors against George Floyd. They might start to see him as someone who had a pattern of bad behavior that caused him to interact with the cops. That's where that could go and be prejudicial, right? Right. So the judge has to weigh that against the probative value. That means the likelihood to prove the thing being alleged actually took place. That's what probative Mm -hmm. value means. Can you go, is Mm -hmm. it, is it, is it it provable? Is it going to prove the, the act in question? And the judge here said, not very much probative value. Like you just said, that's what the hell does one thing have to do with the other? So it has hardly any probative value and it would be extremely prejudicial. So that's how the judge landed there. But but, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, because immediately my mind went to, but that doesn't work in our hour. Like it's, well, it is our people. That doesn't work in our favor because, or it doesn't work in our favor when it comes to painting an accurate picture of who Derek Chauvin is based on his prior record as a police officer. That's it. That's and it. That's not cool. That's not cool at all because his prior, Derek Chauvin's prior record of aggressive, inappropriate, harmful. Um, yeah. Bad policing. Bad police behavior, which I think on the record, there's at least seven instances, Dustin, where this man was cited and called out for inappropriate, improper, bad police work, uh, including uh, an incident alleged from. 2017, uh, where he did kneel, actually not alleged because this actually was documented, right? 2017, Mm -hmm. Chauvin knelt on a woman's neck when she was on the ground in a very similar posture as to how we saw him then murder George Floyd, okay? He has a problem. Like, you you continuously putting your knees on people. Like, what is wrong? What the... Ebony? It's terrible. No, Dustin, it's terrible. So, the judge is actually ordering that only one only one of the documented seven instances of bad police work from Derek Chauvin is going to be admissible in court. Um, and it's that same equation I just laid out for you with Floyd. It's probative mm-hmm. value versus prejudicial effect. And of course, when you mm-hmm. tell a jury that seven other motherfucking times this man has done similar behavior to cause harm to uh, civilian slash defendants, yeah, they're going to be likely to believe that he is guilty of this second degree murder charge against uh, uh, via the killing of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So the judge actually decided that was actually quote too prejudicial, uh, but that there was probative value in showing at least one instance. So, Hello, shit. At least, obviously. Right? 
So we have to pick. So okay, so break this down for me, Ebony, because now I'm in, mm-hmm. I need to know how this works. Sure. How do we select which of the seven incidents? Doesn't it does it matter which of the seven incidents that we choose oh, to? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and can you mention that that there were six others? This is the only one that we can talk about. Can they mention that in the actual <laughs> trial? No. Mm-mm. No. That see. So once uh, this is up to the prosecutor. Your question is so important. So it's going to be up to the prosecutors, Dustin, which okay. of the seven they select. Now, if okay. they have half of a brain, which I know Keith Ellison to have, okay. he will select the most egregious. Okay, the most egregious. Um, and it yeah. might, in, in fact, be this 2017 uh, kneeling on this woman, you know, okay. that is similar. Um, it's going to be the most egregious and the one that is most similar, right? Because you're trying to prove pattern of behavior to the murderous behavior that was extended to George Floyd. That's how they're going to pick. They will not be allowed to mention the six prior. Here's the issue. Now, it's two sides to this coin. Now, okay. I've seen a trial where a prosecutor or defense lawyer knows damn well the judge has already ruled on your inability to mention some shit like that because he's uh-huh. that prejudicial. Now, if you want to be slick, sometimes they'll just, oops, I forgot, Your Honor, and just mention. Well, you know, this is the one that we're offering into evidence, uh, jurors, because we can't mention the other six. Oops, my bad. And then the defense lawyer would say, what? Objection. Right. Uh, But you can't, as they say in the law, Dustin, unring the bell. So Mm. even though it's not admissible and there would be an objection on the record to its mentioning, you didn't put it out there. Right. right? And the jurors are going to, but then you got an appeal issue. Mm. Even if he's convicted, Derek Chauvin's convicted, Mm -hmm. the defense team can argue on appeal that all previously determined, um, improper evidence was at play. With okay. So you don't want to do anything that's going to open you up to an appeal. So right. Not at all. Thing to keep in mind there. Um, so again, here at Holden Court, y'all know we're going to be all over this shit like white on rice. And we yeah. are going to watch, you know, from opening statements to juror selection, uh, to the, to the first, to the last witnesses and closing arguments to make sure that justice is served. That's right. George Floyd. Yeah, that's right. Now, next up on our docket, um, you know, you, you right there with him, Dustin. Uh, we got T.I. <laughs> and Tiny. T.I. and Tiny Harris. Why don't you go Baby, back on their phone? It's going down in the Harris household, okay? Listen, what the T. hell T. is going on? This shit is everywhere, Dustin. Everybody and their mom is talking about T.I. and Tiny having extremely egregious uh, accusations, uh, charges of sexual assault. And a battery and all kinds of things, holding a gun to a woman's head. All of this is going on on social media, and it's a it's a hot mess. So get this: uh, Sabrina Peterson, uh, her relationship with Ti and, and Tiny has been categorized as everything from a family friend to a, f- a frenemy. Uh, uh, apparently, she at some point worked with Tiny or her assistant. So it's been several years. This is like a ten plus year old decade, uh, a decade plus relationship. Yeah. Sabrina has had with both Tiny and T.I. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sabrina is now coming out and saying, and this is on her social media page, that T.I. held a gun to her head uh, 15 years ago. And she also says that he and his wife, Tiny, have engaged in systematic, Dustin, systematic mm. sexual assault against women and young girls, uh, human trafficking of young girls mm. and women. Um, drugging, 
having and forcing sex acts against the will of certain people, all mm-hmm. of that. I mean, it is a litany of charges. Woo! Apparently over 30 women um, and girls have come out with corroborating stories to support the behavior Sabrina alleges. Okay. Yeah. I think the last I looked, it was 22. Now that number's up to 30. I'm sure shit, by the time we air, it'll be more than that. So yeah. that's a lot of people saying the same story. Yeah. I, you know, I, for me, let's be clear. These are stories that we've heard exactly. throughout the years. You know, if you've, if you've hung out in Atlanta for any extended amount of time, and in some cases, even only for a weekend, you've heard what goes down allegedly in the uh, bedroom and hotel room and household and studio, everywhere they be. <laughs> you know what goes down with T.I. and Tiny. Mm-hmm. But these details that have been shared in these new accounts that we're reading about kind of really trip me out. Um, the the allegations are are severe, very serious, and this sort of sexual coercion is that what it's called? What is the actual what yeah. is the actual legal term for what these women are accusing Ti and Tiny of? Well, it's because it hasn't gotten to criminal charges yet, so we don't know if and when they what the law will will actually charge them with. But yes, it would be something around sexual assault. It will be something around um, trafficking. It will probably be um, false imprisonment, potentially. And mm. yeah, that level of, were you talking about the drugging and things? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, those are just, you know, felony level assaults and all kinds of things because you're violating the, the law of requirement of consent. So, so what's the next step? Once these, so how Sabrina has come forward with these um, allegations that these women have shared with her. Where does this thing go next? Because right now it's simply kind of in the court of what public opinion, like it's yeah. it's, it's a conversation that's taking place. How does this, this now transition into an actual legal matter? So now what would need to happen is Sabrina and or any of these 30 women uh, that are making these allegations at this point would need to, two, two things could happen, Dustin. It, there could be a civil litigation process against T.I. and Tiny. Mm-hmm. and or a criminal action against these two. Um, for the criminal, let's start with that. Uh, Sabrina and or the, one of the, one or all of the 30 women mm-hmm. have to go, starts with a police report. They have to go to law enforcement. They have to file their criminal complaint uh, in, in with a police officer. That person would then start an investigation. And then they have to figure out if they have enough evidence, corroborating witness testimony, other things to say we have probable cause. That's always the standard for an arrest. Okay, probable cause. Probable cause. Is it more probable than not that what this person claims happened, happened? And that could be known as a 51% threshold. More probable. Only is that 1% to get you over Mm -hmm. is more likely than not. I want to know, Dustin, that's a very different standard than a conviction. We know that's reasonable, beyond a reasonable doubt. So that's a mm-hmm. very high threshold. But just to be arrested, all you need is probable cause. So if the detectives involved in the investigation of this think it is some probable cause there, several women t- saying the same story, that's considered corroboration. Um, have, you know, the oh, let's get to this. Sometimes a piece of evidence can be a statement against one's own interest. Now, mm. let's get to this statement. Uh, made by the attorneys representing, uh, excuse me, not the attorneys, a spokesperson uh, of representative of T.I. and Tiny. This is straight from Complex. Mr. and Mrs. Harris want to be on record 
and more importantly, want the public to know that they emphatically deny in the strongest way possible the egregious, appalling allegations being made against them by Sabrina Peterson. I think that a couple of things interesting to me in that statement, it specifies allegations made by Sabrina Peterson, mm-hmm. which you want to look at it, Dustin. That means that there is no denial of the allegedly 30 other accusations. So that's mm. one thing. Because here's my thing, and this is what I want people to think about. First of all, here on Holding Court, nor anywhere in the social media platforms, are people tried or convicted. Okay? That just right, doesn't right. Those, those are things for the court of law. Right. We're simply having conversation about what these headlines <clears throat> can be interpreted as. Yes. So here's the deal. Don't get too caught up in Sabrina Peterson. Because she's doing a lot. She's taking lie detector tests. She's putting the results on social media. We don't know the validity of that. We don't know the, you know, uh, what is it? The um, the hand, like we can't verify, if you will, Dustin, right. the chain right. of, of dealings with that. You know, nobody can verify that. So, and, and it could, you know, she has a long, complicated history. P- people say that she's a known liar. She's a this, she's a that. So the credibility mm-hmm. of Sabrina Pe- Peterson cannot be the end-all be-all to the facts of what T.I. and Tiny are or are not doing with these said women, okay? Got it, got just it. Just people to take a step back from that. Don't base your entire opinion on whether or not this shit is valid or not off of your opinion of Sabrina Peterson. That's just one person. And this is why this is important, right, Dustin? When we go into trials uh, and civil litigation and criminal investigations, don't let your shit just ride on one individual because that could put you in a bad situation. Right. She may or may not be credible, is my point. Yeah. But we have to go further. There's potentially 30 other victims here that also need to have their day in court. Um, so that hopefully answers your question. The first step, going to law enforcement, opening up a criminal investigation. They will then decide if there is any evidence to get to that probable cause threshold. And then the next step is T.I. and or Tiny would be arrested for said charges. Those charges, wow. again, that look like misdemeanor or felonious, sexual assault, false imprisonment, uh, battery, who uh, who knows, depending on what wow. they have. Then, of course, you know what happens next. They go to trial, they either get convicted or they don't, and then the rest is history. In civil, yeah. the, the threshold of proof is much different. Uh, okay. Again, if there's kind of, you know, that more likely than not, then it would be allowed to go forward to a trial and if they're found liable then they would have to pay money damages that's what happens wow yeah if they are found to be not liable and or that criminal uh excuse me civil litigation case is dismissed on summary judgment or some other pre-trial motion because it's just not the evidence then they walk you know And, and and i should say this and they would walk under the assumption of some level of, of, of innocence, you know, because, um, you know, if, if the evidence isn't there, we are a society that supposed to presume innocence until proven guilty. So man, it's a lot there. Um, T.I. also, I think, uh, I would not advise this. I think it's pretty much a rule of thumb, Dustin, that if you are under suspicion of criminal or, or civilly liable behavior, shut the fuck up. Please. Don't say shit. Let your lawyers do your talking for you. That's why you have a legal and publicity team. But instead, T.I. gets on the Instagram uh, and wants to run his mouth and I think did himself no favors. He, he None. Oh, you saw it. Uh, he's talking about 
you know, what me and my wife do is me and my wife's business and the people that do what me and my wife like to do are all consenting adults. Well, that yeah. remains to be seen. I didn't see this, Dustin, but some people were DMing me, asking me about him admitting to having sex with women who had passed out um, due to drugs or alcohol consumption. And Georgia does require conscious consent um, for said sexual activity. So, you know, he, he probably did himself some legal disservice by getting on the gram trying to defend himself. Yeah, what shut the fuck up. Shut yeah, what, up. That's what you, what you need to this? do. First of all, this is a prime example of people talking themselves into a heap of trouble that they really did not have to be in. Um, uh, God bless all of these women who have identified themselves as, themselves as victims, rather. And I'm looking forward to getting down to the bottom of some of these allegations and really figuring out if anything inappropriate legally took place. And if so, how that's going to be rectified. But the problem with situations like this for me is the the audacity, the, the narcissistic nature of you going on Instagram live, talking a bunch of worthless rhetoric, talking a bunch of bullshit that's only implicating you in the end. His friends, it goes the same for them too. Shekinah Joe, who we, we know is one of Tiny's close friends and has been on the television shows that they've been a part of together. She went to Instagram popping shit, talking about the Sabrina girl and, and giving some, you know, alleged background on her. But who's looking to Shekinah as a source of truth? So all of you all need to shut up. This has now advanced beyond the ghetto boundaries of the way that conflict is handled behind closed doors. Now it's a legal matter. So everybody needs to shut up and let the legal system, including their personal lawyers, handle yep. the rest of this because it's beyond, it's above them now. In other words, it's above them. Yeah, I, th I think that's exactly right. Um, I, but but here's the other thing. To that point, everybody mm -hmm. needs to really kind of shut the fuck up because a lot of these bloggers and other publications on social media or digital or otherwise mm -hmm. are talking about this, Dustin, as if it is a closed case and is, as if T.I. and Tiny have been convicted um, of said criminal matters. Now, see, they need mm -hmm. to be careful, too, though, Dustin, because doing mm -hmm. too much yapping and talking as if somebody has been convicted of something they have yet to have any adjudication around, mm -hmm. that can you up to slander, libel, um, defamation. defamation, all mm -hmm. kinds of civil litigation in your own right. So yeah. I think everybody just needs to keep it cute, keep it quiet. Like you I said, agree. let the criminal investigation play, play out because I'm very sure one is afoot as we speak. There's no Man. way, you know, um, lo local law enforcement in the state of Georgia is not doing some kind of investigation right now. I can pretty much guarantee you it's happening and wow. we will get results soon enough and we will know more. And when we know more, we can speak more on it. See what I'm That's saying? right. Because we ain't defaming nobody over here. Okay, so the word of the day, the word of the day at holding court is allegedly. Okay. Allegedly, say it with me. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> and you know, I felt the same way with the Jesse Smollett stuff, and we're not gonna mm -hmm. go down that road because it's a long mm -hmm. road. When it first mm -hmm. came out, everybody wanted to, you know, what's your take? What do you think? Da -da -da. Shh, let's slow the fuck down, okay? Waiting. Yeah, let's you gotta wait. wait on that. Just wait a minute, and we don't have to wait long, Dustin. You know, you don't. wait a hot minute. This T.I. tiny shit, like you said, it's been rumbling in the streets for years. It's resurfacing at fever pitch. Trust mm -hmm. and believe. I guarantee you in two weeks time, mm -hmm. three weeks max, we're going to know much more. Wow. And we can speak 
from a more educated lens. That's right. All right, so we're going to put a pin in that right now, Dustin. We're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and when we come back, we're going to pick up with more Holding Court after this. Okay, so last up on our docket, Dustin, is this Robin Hood shit. And I know uh-huh. you've been seeing this everywhere, too. Everywhere. How can you not at this point? Okay, I have a confession. When okay. I saw this going down, I didn't know what the fuck people were talking about. Mm-hmm, <laughs> was, mm-hmm. This is not my ministry, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> stock trading, the deep into the finance game, not my ministry. I just keep it cute with a little index fund and some just generalized stock portfolio items. Right. Right. So all of this here was above me. Speaking yes, of- Lord. <laughs> it was a lot going on. But this, I like, I, I agree. The conversation, it was going so many different ways on social media that I wanted to just get down to the bare bones of what happened, what were people talking about. And so I was able to find that information. And once I did, it actually made perfect sense to me. And it's just interesting to see how this has now gone all the way into Congress. You know what I mean? This is this is this is reached so so far in our stratosphere. So this is interesting. Yeah, because I think you're right, Dustin. I think a lot of us, this is kind of behind the the velvet curtain shit, right? Yeah, so yeah. here we go. Here we go. Robin Hood is branded as a investment opportunity, you know, kind of um tool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in- of an app and it's a whole company that brands itself on de- uh, democratizing Wall Street. Okay, so allowing the every man and woman to and child, which, which is really cute in the story, right? To be yeah. able to have access to uh, the big wigs of Wall Street to be able to have their financial come up, even if it's five dollars in the market that you put, to be able to it's Robin Hood, steal from the rich and give to the poor, take from That's big. Right funds, big Wall Street, fat cats, and give that money right back to the every man, woman, and child who really needs mm-hmm. it. That's the branding of the of Robin Hood. That's the kind of uh, investment tool that's supposed to be. Great. But then it looks like uh, the every man, woman, and child has beat the Wall Street fat cats to their game in such a way that some bullshit erupted. So yeah. Robin Hood restricted trading on GameStop stock in particular. There was a few others, right, uh, that they saw because of this Reddit chat room. People were like, let's just all do, buy, you know, drive up the stock prices to an absorbent rate and cash the fuck out. Right. Sounds like a great plan. Uh, <laughs> except folks didn't like it that got hit over the head with it. So uh-huh. that's what happened. And they went into a buying frenzy on GameStop and some of these other, you know, big super spreader stocks. And Robinhood then closed the stock trading ability on those particular stocks. Mm-hmm. A mess. A mess. Now, this is a direct a hot mess. Yeah. Shares of GameStop ballooned nearly 200% this week. Wow. 200%. And that's, nearly. That's, that's crazy. They get this for the year, Dustin, 930%. That's a thousand percent. We don't even see that number hardly, right? And it's all to embolden retail investors in a Reddit chat room trying to stick it to the Wall Street pros. Now the rookies are piling into names heavily shorted by hedge funds, squeezing Mm -hmm. the stocks higher at their institutions rush to cover their loss, as their institutions rather rush to cover their losses. Insane. Insane. Awesome. Yeah, it looks crazy. Um, what what 
Robin Hood has done by restricting the trades on those particular stocks that were being driven up in those enormous ways. It looks like they were, but they definitely opened themselves up to some litigation, Dustin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Lawsuits are, are have been and will be continued to be filed because it's, it's sus. It's super sus. And yeah. Robin Hood customers are not happy. They've been all over Twitter and social media saying that they are pissed the hell off because they're now being kept from investing. And last I checked, wow. Robin Hood was an investment tool. So what the hell do you mean I can't trade my stocks? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the company has made its reputation on something that it is now reneging on and people are pissed off. This is so crazy to me. I, I just, um, the more you know, you know, that's all I can <laughs> say. The more you fucking know, Ebony. Um, and it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It is. It is. We'll keep an eye on it. And listen, I think for all of us, for me personally, Dustin, it was a gut check to just pay mm -hmm. more attention to this shit because mm -hmm. people are over here winning like shit in the market. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, this last few years in the market, it's been a come up, you know, um, sure. and if you know, really what you're doing and you really know how to game this system. Ha ha ha. See what I did there? Um, you, can, <laughs> you can win. You can win. Um, that said, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, uh, you, you might lose. find you lose big. So um, yeah. I'm personally going to make a commitment, Dustin, to just getting even more educated on this marketplace situation um, because yeah. this, is, this is some deep shit going on down here. And so. we're just we're just scratching the surface. So like I said, the next few weeks will be interesting to watch how this plays out as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and, and pick up where things left off about Super Bowl week and again, the NFL and its fuckery. Uh, we'll be right back with more Holding for it. All right. All right, welcome back to Holding Court. Uh, we all know it's Super Bowl week, and maybe we care about it, maybe we don't. Again, I only care about Pat Mahomes being a black quarterback, so for that reason and that reason only, I'm rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all I got for you. But here's the thing. Um, the biggest NFL story for me right now, Dustin, is this shit going down with uh, the now former Seahawks player, Chad Wheeler. Now, yeah. This story, even becoming a story, uh, has some a bit of a salacious nature to it because this was Chad Wheeler and this aggressive, and we're going to go into the details of exactly what he did um, to his girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, and 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 just how horrendous and egregious his acts were, and violent and almost deadly, right? But for a long time, we didn't even hear anything about it. And a lot of people were saying, Dustin, that that was because he was white and I mean, or because he was a white player and she was a black woman. And it kind of gets us into this deeper cultural conversation, right, about yes. valuing black women, black women lives mattering to the exact yeah. same degree, at least of our white uh, counterparts and all of that. But let's back yeah. up the NFL of it all. Now, we know that the NFL has been in hot shit concerning domestic violence for many, many years now. I mean, this goes all the way back to uh, what happened in the elevator. Yeah. Rice Ray Rice. Rice. Mm -hmm. And all of that. At that time, the NFL created a new personal conduct policy. And it said this, in short, it is not enough simply to avoid being found guilty of a crime. We are all held to a higher standard. 
And we must conduct ourselves in a way that is responsible and promotes the values of the NFL and is lawful. That's what they said. And in effect, for those wondering, what the hell does that mean? It means this, that after that shit happened with Ray Rice and a slew of other um, people, you know, that ended up caught up in really aggressive domestic violence issues, Ray McDonald being one, Mm -hmm. you know, Adrian Peterson being another, Mm -hmm. Greg Hardy. Don't get to Greg Hardy's ass. Josh Brown of the New York Giants. Yes. You know, and, and Ezekiel Elliott being some of the more high profile ones. This was the new effective policy. The NFL says this, that it does not require, the league does not require a criminal case to be afoot and or adjudicated. The league upon accusation or suspicion of domestic violence behavior will launch its own investigation. Its own investigation, Dustin. And then it sets a baseline six-game suspension for the first case of domestic violence. That's what the league said it was going to do. That's what they said they were going to do. But then, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not what they have done so far. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, It's a mess. So, again, let's go back. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dustin. Go ahead. No, just, just at a time, like the NFL, and again, it'd be much like you, I love the NFL. I love football. But the NFL has a lot of blood on their hands, Ebony. Number one, coming off the heels of the way that they have completely blackballed Colin Kaepernick, right? And they've already been in such a cast and just such a terrible light to so many people in America and not just black Americans, too. I want to be clear about that. These are white, white people who are starting to say, hey, this isn't right. And we see clearly what has been going on with the exclusion of Colin Kaepernick. So with that on your hands already, you're now allowing some of these guys who have who have committed these literal crimes and beat up their girlfriends and wives so terribly because let's be clear the pictures from this particular case oh were horrifying okay mm-hmm. to see her face and when you hear those details about some of the things that he allegedly said to her you know it, it's just really really bad yeah this one them to, yeah yeah and for them to to create this policy not even adhere to it not apply it so many NFL players have had these incidents. And then, like you said, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I believe it was, went on to sign that $90 million contract two years later, you know, after being suspended for six games. What's six games? I was I was guest hosting on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon for Fox Sports. And I was mm-hmm. pissed the hell off because Jameis Winston was accused of, again, some kind of uh, nefarious. I think it had to do with an, a, a female Uber driver. It was some mm-hmm. hot ass in that situation. He was accused of wrongdoing. And the league suspended him for three games. Now, what kind of shit does that make? Because y'all said y'all's own policy says a default of six game suspension. And now you're cherry picking when to even do your own rule. Get out of here. Total bullshit. Continuing to um, increase the lack of trust that people have for the NFL when it comes to them doing making moves that are yeah, just the right shit. Having some kind of integrity. Like it, yeah. it, it really is a bad thing. Well, is a piece of shit, and I'm on record as saying it. Okay, mm-hmm. Roger Goodell is a real piece of shit, and the fact that the league keeps this man employed tells me that they love the lack of accountability, they love the lack of transparency as it relates to both social justice issues, a la Colin Kaepernick. How, what mm-hmm. the hell, you know, does the league look like? literally blackballing this man. And we, we have at least some evidence, you know, from phone calls and text messages that owners have had. Oh, for another. sure. 
absolutely conspiring to keep this man from playing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Cap is Pat Mahomes because he ain't. But he's not. But that's not the point. Yeah. Is he's at yeah. least as good as Jay Cutler and some of these other mediocre ass uh, quarterback slash backups that have gotten opportunity after opportunity. And we know the reason Cap didn't get those opportunities, at least as a backup, is that's because right. he stood up for justice by taking that knee. That's what yeah. we do know. Okay. So yeah. Goodell has no credibility on that front and then gonna come out uh, in the wake of George Floyd's killing and BLM corporate initiatives talking about the NFL is for social justice and black equality. Get the fuck out of here. That's number yeah. one. Goodell's a further piece of shit for shit just like this. This Seahawks player was uh, was uh, was uh, there were suspicions and accusations of this near fatal beating of his girlfriend, a black woman uh, named Aaliyah. And y'all didn't say shit. We were barely hearing about it, Dustin. Uh, we barely yeah. knew anything about it. The Seahawks waited days, days before cutting him. And he was still just a backup uh, O-line guy. You know, what y'all protecting him for? You know what else I don't like? And actually, you know what? Before I get into the indictments of various individuals from the league, let's go deeper into the specifics of what Chad Wheeler has allegedly done. All right. Yes. Okay. Chad Wheeler allegedly beat his black girlfriend, Aaliyah, to the point of almost death. The uh, Aaliyah was told to stand and bow to him. And when she refused to do so, Chad Wheeler then threw her on the bed and strangled her, Dustin, and to the point of unconsciousness. Then when she mm. and, and beat her, strangled her, all bloodied her nose, messed her face all up. She was really unrecognizable, as you said in the photos. When she did come back to consciousness, Chad Wheeler allegedly said, wow, you are still alive while he was sipping on a smoothie. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then Chad Wheeler was uh, was arrested finally on a felony domestic violence charges. He made a $400,000 bail release from King County Correctional Facility and then uh, he he made a statement. I'm going to read the statement, uh, but I just want to acknowledge the fact that this man was even given bail because yes. Yes. You know, that's so much right there about again our system because bail is supposed to keep people uh, set people that are presumed to be a continued threat mm-hmm. to the safety of society. It's supposed mm-hmm. to keep them away from us, okay? And instead, he was given they let him out. Out, you know, because what's four hundred thousand dollars to an NFL player? A drop Hardly in the bucket, yeah. Flat out, and 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 you know, could could really pose a greater threat to Aaliyah or and or any other people that he comes in contact with. He then says this: the events that happened over the weekend transpired from a manic episode. I am deeply sorry for the pain and suffering that I have caused Aaliyah and her family. I apologize profusely for the turmoil that I've caused my family, teammates, fans, and those closest to me. The most important thing right now is that Aaliyah gets the care that she needs and I get help. Both are happening. It's time for me to walk away from football and get the help I need and never again pose a threat to another. I cannot express my sorrow over most enough. I am truly ashamed. Mm. Um, You know, that's another one of those statements that will, you know, definitely be used against him in It's uh, a clear admission. Yeah. Mission, exactly. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I can't tell you. But what I can yeah. tell you is um, the the severity, uh, the egregious nature of, of his actions against this young woman, um, yeah. again, allegedly, 
I mean, the evidence is pretty overwhelming. Uh, it makes yeah. you sick to your stomach. It makes you sick to your stomach. He literally almost killed this young woman. You literally. Know? And, she was be within an inch of her life. Yeah. And really, to me, that's what I'm saying. I think he was undercharged. Uh, you know, he's arrested on suspicion of felony assault, domestic violence, also uh, domestic violence, unlawful imprisonment and resisting arrest. Where is Dustin? Where is the attempted murder charge? I was just going to say sounds like attempted murder to me. He yeah. literally said to her, the accusation is made that she said, oh, you're still alive. So that sounds like an intentional, you know, yeah. you were trying to kill her. He was trying that, to kill her. That clearly implies that there was an attempt and a desire to yes, murder this a desire to murder her. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not happy oh, with these man. charges I think they are, are too low. And, you know, I think that there should be pressure on the King County Prosecutor's Office to up them. Actually, Absolutely. because that, that can be done. That can be done. Um, and again, back to the motherfucking NFL. I'm yep. so annoyed with them and yep. pissed the hell off because they took too long to cut Chad Wheeler officially from the team. You know, mm-hmm. it took two days. And then where is Pete Carroll, uh, the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks? Where's his statement about how the team cut Chad Wheeler? Uh, immediately, which you can't say because they didn't. Uh, and yeah. they did so. The Seahawks is a culture and a, an organization that has zero tolerance for violence against anybody, least of all women. And uh, yeah. they're not going to stand for it. Where's that statement? Nowhere to be found, girl, because they don't care. Yeah. Who else I'd like to hear from? Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson, your team. Yeah. your team. Yeah. You know, you're the face. You're Mr. Family you Man. Yeah, and while you're on it, Sierra sing a song. Sierra yeah. used to be singing about how this is terrible. You know what I'm saying? We need we need something from everybody who has a, a connection to this team, to this story somewhat. Everybody needs to speak out because this is just completely I, – I, I just the, – again, the photos, and they keep replaying in my memory. Like, they're just chilling. When you see um, the young woman, Aaliyah's face after the beating took place – it really will affect you. And so I don't understand how those photos are, you know, in police custody and these charges are so weak and so low. I just don't understand it. There's a disconnect. It's like this, Dustin. Every October, we see the league and every single team and all the coaches and quarterbacks and upper management with their pink cleats and their polos mm-hmm. with their pink rims and, mm-hmm. you know, NFL clearly cares a whole lot about breast cancer. And yeah. breast cancer is really important. It affects millions of women, in particular Absolutely. black women. Absolutely. And also domestic violence. It yeah. kills and endangers the lives of women and children and men, by yeah. the way, in yeah. ways that we don't even have good numbers to, to acknowledge how widespread it is. How about and that? I, where is the domestic, you know, October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So what? where are the purple ribbons to discuss that? Where? where It'll they? be interesting because these conversations like you and I are having, these are going to be had more and more as, as people stay silent on this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what sort of spin the NFL tries to take because they're going to be confronted with this head on. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's it's show in October. Yeah. And, and I just right along. We, I'm not saying get rid of the pink ribbons. 
Um, but maybe you do alternating weeks or some shit. I don't know what you yeah. need to do. Put just as much of an effort behind awareness for this too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I say this um, as a board member of Safe Horizon, Dustin, you know, it's an mm-hmm. organization. Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the largest victim services organization in the country. Um, for servicing our area, which is New York uh, City and all five boroughs in it. And, you know, we could show you some NFL support. We could show you an NFL check, you know, yeah. to make sure that things that we do as an organization, Dustin, like um, we have uh, domestic violence shelters in every bureau, uh, b- borough, rather. We have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Street Works, which is a fantastic uh, program that gets kids, you know, and young and adolescents and young people who have been kicked out of their homes for a variety of reasons. Some of them, a lot of LGBTQ plus community members that, that have violence in the home. Uh, they, they have refuge at, with street works. We have all kinds of things. We have programs where uh, victims, when they go into police precincts, Dustin, they're not alone. They're not alone. So we have two full-time employees that help them from everything from filing their complaint to when to show up to court to, to supporting them as they testify. Come on now. Truly NFL. helping and aiding them, the real work. And that's, that, that is, that is, this just takes a lot out of me. I hate this. And I just want justice for the young woman, Aaliyah, because she definitely is the victim in all of this. So she absolutely is. It absolutely is terrible. Oh, well, I want to say thank you, bro. I hope you make it out of the A. Alive and- <laughs> thank you. And you have a safe travel back from the West Coast. Can't wait to see your face again, love. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Y'all know the drill. Follow us. Subscribe. Please give us a review. And let us know what you're thinking of this content, of the stories, of um, the way we do this shit here at Holden Court. Y'all tell a friend and help get the word out. Also, as always, check out our episode notes for links to important information that brought into this conversation. We're going to drop a link for Safe Horizon in this week's episode uh, to make sure that if you are about that life and about that work, uh, you can be a part of it. Holding Court comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Audio services provided by One of One Productions. As always, check them out at oneofoneproductions.com. Now y'all know, next time, join us when court is back in session. And in the meantime, stay safe, mask up, socially distance, and always do what, D-Ross? Read your terms and your conditions. Amen.